Want me to hit it? Hit it. Wait, Lotus sees us. He loves us. <laughs> you mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so, so what happened there between Otis Redding and the boys? I guess it was the the atmosphere, right? Yeah, I think it was the atmosphere. The nightclub versus the, yeah. the all painfully white guy fraternity. Things change yeah. when you go to a different venue. You do. I didn't get any fishing done over the weekend. It was too to hot to fish. Isn't there a country song that says that? I wouldn't know. <laughs> there probably is. That's going to do the show anyway. It is. Especially now that we're posting them online for people to hear. I've got some ideas, too. You do? <laughs> oh, hang on. The No GMO Fishing Show starts now. Pat Kelly, how the hell are you? I'm great, Bob Kester. What's going on, my man? Uh, a lot of records being just destroyed across this great country of ours when it comes to catching big fish. You were telling me about that beast trout. Where was that? There's The the beast trout was a 52-pound trout caught in Utah, which breaks a 32-year record. The last one was caught sometime back in 89, 88, something like that. What the frig? Huge. And then there's this kid in Florida who caught a seven-pound largemouth. On a really, on small equipment, but the kid's face was beaming. You know, proud daddy with the camera, and, and the, I got, I mean, he was excited, and he was thrilled. Oh, it jumped, no, and then he gets it up, poses, and then he lets it go, and nice. it swims off, and everybody online was so excited about this kid. First of all, the genuine pleasure in this kid's face, and second of all, the wherewithal to put this fish back in the water so somebody can catch it another day. And a six-pound, I don't even know if I've ever caught a six-pound bass ever. Right, and this one was seven. This thing's huge. The, it, it's as big as the kid. Where did he get it? <laughs> he, he caught it in Florida in one of those retention ponds on a some kind of a black worm or something that he well, of course black trick worm i think all, is the, how they... all, all the big bass are in florida but yeah you it was huge shows? it was huge so uh, let's talk about the utah thing for a second because i went to utah and i didn't realize until i went there and went to their museum of natural science that utah is a huge kind of place for dinosaur bones did you know that yes okay because there's a lot of areas out there in the in the midwest that were dry but used to be ocean or used to be right. water. It's, yeah. At some point, so there's all sorts of of dinosaur skeletons, gigantic shark skeletons, like you know, megathon, like Mega- tens of yards long. The megathorason, like that megalodon. That's what it is. Like the that. Megalodon. Like, remember that shark? There was Shark Week. That do you think that was real when they were showing that when they did the? Um, remember the one uh, special with the gigantic shark that the guys were seeing under the water? Yeah. Did you think it was real for a second? No. Oh no. Wow. There's just this thing about prehistoric fish right. that they follow certain rules. And because of the lack of oxygen content that we experience these days that didn't exist millions and millions and millions of years ago, you just can't get that big now. Like, <laughs> that makes sense. Like when you when you see stories of, of prehistoric ants that are the size of Doberman pinchers, well, you can't get that now because there's just not enough oxygen to grow them that big. So no, when they're like, oh, there's this beast in the water, and it, no, there wasn't. I'm not surprised that, that gigantic fish came from Utah though, because it is. There's not many trees out there. I mean, I was out there, no, I, not in the, I mean, not even in the area that I was, but it's a lot of pine trees. But they do have lakes that are wicked, wicked deep. And this guy threw that 53 pound trout back after he caught it. What? He, he took the picture and and he posed with it and he put it back in the water, so it's still in there. Throw a couple 
cans of dog food in that lake, go back next year, and you'll catch a 54-pound trout, is what I'm thinking. I was reading an On the Water magazine. This is a good time. You mentioned it's too hot to fish, and damn it, it is. Um, one of the things it says is hot right now are topwater stuff. Topwater at night. I love right, to- just, I love topwater. You just drag big topwater across the top. You sound just like the, you sound just like the whopper plopper Isn't there. That great? Yeah. yeah, sure. I know. I'm, please. So I just got my heart rate up by doing that. So I, I was looking at this week's edition. I just, I'm looking at. I'm like, I, I got to fish more at night. I don't go out enough at night to fish because it's a commitment. Well, you know, usually I'm drunk by nighttime. First of all, that can be an issue. And uh, usually I just ate. So I'm a little bit slowed down. I want to go to find a nice piece of couch. Get everything, get everything going to go night fishing. Yeah, I'd like to go night fishing, but Jeopardy's on. We should go out one night, maybe get in a little bit of trouble. After, you I, know, get our, get our headsets doesn't on. doesn't have and, to be one. I don't care. I'll go out. Okay. Let's, let's put that together. I got a flashlight. Yeah, I, I can see and everything. It's great. I got the headlamp that I wear around in my garden to get the beetles off. I bought so great. It. Every time you look at me, I'm blind for yeah, the next. Yeah, pretty that's much. awesome. But I, I got it for fishing. But I'm like, hell, this works on Japanese garden beetles, and I go out every night and I hunt them. Well, see, that's gotta, your problem. You're going out after beetles instead of going out after fish. I got to make more time for Let it. Let the garden go. By the way, the uh, the striper are still every place you look, and so are the great white sharks. One spotted down by Wellfleet. Yeah. Right off, what, 50 yards offshore? That was the one over this past weekend. Oh, all right. Well, right? I, I don't know. There, there's so many that are happening, it's hard to keep them in track. Yeah, so, no, so, so two weekends ago, it was, what the hell was it, Nauset Beach? There was a yeah, couple was of them. Wasn't it off of the New York, one of the New York beaches that they saw? I, I don't know. But these are the guys, they closed the beach for one hour. So the yeah. great white shark can swim away. Yeah, and then come back. Who would do that? I don't know. Those people who live on the coast are kind of funny that way. You know, know. And, the, and, the, what, and when I say that it, they're funny that way, the shark you see is never the shark that gets you. The shark you see is just, you know, keeping its distance, moving away. Right. And while you're looking over here, it's the shark that comes up from behind you that gets you. So maybe <laughs> their theory is that if you see a shark, that there must be another one in the area, so let's get everybody out of the water. Rather than you see a shark and, oh, that might bite somebody, probably not. I, I, I just question the technology that they use to find, like these shark sighters. The guy up in the in the barrel ringing the bell? Ding, oh, ding, yeah, ding, 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 sure. I, yeah, I trust that one guy. Like, what if he's eating a sandwich or looking at a magazine one second? Wouldn't you? I mean, come on. You're up in that barrel all day long in the heat. I just feel like, you know, I saw Jaws. Right? Just a school of bluefish. That's all it is. It's just a school of bluefish. And then Brody almost loses his job. Like, did he lose his job after that? Uh, the, I think uh, he did lose his job. Well, he? they were in the process of getting rid of him. I don't know if, because at the end of the movie, he's going back to town. What swimming back to town on the on the raft? Right with uh, Richard Dreyfus. With Richard Dreyfus. So Hooper and Chief Brody are <laughs> paddling back to the beach, and then in the sequel, he's still the chief, isn't he? Well, I, I would say he at least got his job back after Jaws yeah, won. They, they were really hard on him. Right? They were really hard. They were on dicks to him. They were, and I, I don't think that's fair. You know, when you're in a position, when you're responsible of keeping the public safe. And you try to keep them safe. Like, say you're trying to make everybody wear a mask or something (laughs) Something stupid like that. Something hypothetical like that. Right. There's always a group of people that are like, no, no, man. I woke up in a free country. I think I'm going to die in a free country. I'm not going to get out of the water because you think there's a shark. Sharks in the water, you're taking away my right to swim? Sharks don't. They're not in the water. I'll swim with them damn sharks. I'll, I'll go after that shark. 
tag goddamn I'll get that roast beef to you. my leg. Y'all know my business. <laughs> but yeah, no, we do freak out over sharks and stuff. But yeah. there's other things in the water that could freak us out too. But we don't seem to. Well, there's man of war. Don't care. Get in the water, kids. But oh, shark! Get everybody out! Everybody out! Right? You know, it's I don't get it. What was he? Uh, you brought up to the beginning of Quinn's. Um, it was right before he made the offer. What was the offer that he made? Because there was two offers. There's two offers. Would you want? There's like seven thousand dollars. I'll I'll find him for seven. I'll catch and kill him for ten. That's what it 17, was. Seventeen, I think. That's what it was. Yeah, he was definitely up in the ante. He had a price just for finding him. Yeah, I'll find him for that, but no, I'll catch him and kill him. What those two dudes on the end of the dock found him though when they took the wife's roast beef and put the big hook in it? Did they, or was it just a really hungry hobo with a asking snorkel? Because we've we've been over this before and how the the physics doesn't work out. How that whole chunk of the dock gets all the way back to shore. Right, he had to snap the chain. Right. Well, there's what fifty feet of chain, so it's like snap, and then the dock turns around. Mm-hmm. So that means that there's fifty feet of chain that have now turned around, and the guy's feet are right by the dock. So the shark would have been in front of the guy swimming towards the beach while the guy's trying to keep his feet away from the dock. That's oh. fast approaching him. God, that was a tense moment. It was a tense just, moment. Just thinking about that right now, I'm can still you, like, can you imagine crap. those guys facing that guy's wife? Where's the roast? Um. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Shark's got it. Go get it. Got a joke for you. <laughs> you see where Mike Tyson is hosting Shark Week? Yeah, I did. Shark Week. It, thank you for mentioning the fact that it's Shark Week. <laughs> you know, if, if the Discovery Channel would pay us a, a buck or two, we would have probably remembered back at the beginning of this episode that welcome to Shark Week. I just feel like... It doesn't get better than the flying sharks off of South Africa. Where do you go from there? They they blew that. That's Thursdays and Fridays when, yeah. when you got to ramp it up. But anyway, this guy goes to a bar, brings his dog with him, gets up to the bar. Bartender's like, nope, sorry, can't bring your dog in here. The guy tells the bartender, come on, dude, it's my C&I dog. Bartender's like, oh, I'm sorry. Here, first one's on me. Guy takes his drink, goes over to the door, sits down, enjoys his drink. Door opens up, another guy walks in, brings in his dog. Guy at the door is like, Shh, can't bring your dog in here, man. They don't like it. Just tell them it's your C&I dog. Guy's like, thanks. Guy goes up to the bar. Bartender looks at the guy and is like, nope, sorry, can't bring your dog in here. Guy says, well, it's my C&I dog. Bartender gets up, looks over the bar, sees it's a chihuahua, and he's like, no, no, it's not. That's a chihuahua. Guy looks up at the bartender and says, they gave me a chihuahua? Because, yeah, he's blind. Because he really was blind. Well, no, he wasn't, but neither of the guys were blind. They were just trying to. He was pretending that he didn't. They didn't want to leave their dogs outside in a hot car, is basically what it was. Which is the right thing to do. Isn't it? At the end of the day, it's the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do, but for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) Let's do some night fishing. I think we're going to do some night fishing really soon. And we'll share that with you six or seven people. Hey, you know, if you six or seven people would tell other people about this show... We would still have about six or seven people. (laughs) Counting us. (laughs) Let's go fishing.